Episode 4 is sponsored by Nitro-Racing.com. Nitro is an iRacing setup shop and is driven to maximize your sim racing experience. Custom setups are a huge part of iRacing. Whether you are new to the sim or just learning, don't worry, Nitro has got you covered. The Nitro team has spent many months working with drivers and builders of all skill levels to see what they are looking for out of setups. When it comes to setups, there is no one size fits all. Nitro's focus is to accommodate to different styles and skill levels of drivers to educate its community on how to make those small and quick adjustments to suit their style and skill. Nitro has always found great enjoyment in success and development of others, and that is exactly what they are about. Check them out at nitro-racing.com. So hello everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 4 of the iRace podcast. I hope you all are enjoying your day, and thank you for tuning in. Today, we have some very special guests, Russ Bovert and Dan Shamoon from Team Nitro. Nitro is an iRacing setup shop and racing team that I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the last few years. So, some of you may ask what iRacing is. If you're not aware, it is the ultimate place to go race online. From NASCAR to sports cars and Grand Prix racing, iRacing has it all. All you need is a PC, a gaming wheel, and an internet connection. iRacing organizes all of the races for you, or you can choose to host your own races. So with that being said, I would like to start this episode by introducing you to the founder and owner of Nitro, Russ Bovert. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Hey Russ, again, thank you for joining us for episode four. I know the audience and myself is all excited to hear from you. I'll open up the first question and just ask you what your involvement is with the iRacing community. Sure. So I've uh, founder and operate the Nitro Racing community team, setup shop, all of the above, and here to uh, you know talk about what we do and things we got coming up and answer some questions you may have or spread the word yeah and that's cool because i met you a while back and it was through nitro actually and you introduced me to a lot of great people dan being one of them i want to throw out a little feeler out there for everyone uh just so everyone kind of gets a perspective i know we're not on screen and we're behind a computer but russ can you give us some background on yourself okay so background um was no racing not, you know just not not something i grew up with very into yeah sports uh did a lot of gaming though too and uh spent most of my work career in the construction industry owned all kinds of businesses and you know throughout all that and trying out different games stumbled across iRacing at one point and tried it out for a little while and uh enjoyed it took a huge giant break for probably almost eight years and decided to build a proper rig and everything and really got back into it. And here we are today. That's awesome. Yeah, I got on the service about three years ago. And I mean, it's just crazy how how into it you can get. And with all the equipment, uh, I mean, networking with other people, other racers, and just the overall community, everything is just 
everything kind of feels like you're at home over here on iRacing. And once you find the right people that fit your niche and your personality, you grow friendships. And that's what's pretty neat about it. Uh, I have a little story I'd like to tell. I met a few guys on iRacing a few years ago and actually did a, did a league with them. And we ended up last year going to the Indy road course race and all of us met up and it was a blast. And I've, I'd never ever went and met people that I've met online and that was the first time. And I mean, it's definitely a experience that I would suggest to everyone if they're obviously comfortable with it. But I mean, it was just a, a hell of a weekend. I mean, it's awesome to surround yourself yourself with a bunch of guys that have the same passion as you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's much more of a, you know, a hobby and culture than, you know, any other type of, you know, something in the gaming category. Well, obviously it's a sim, but um, everything else that, that comes with it is, is so much different. Yeah. <laughs> the the wife might call me crazy it's just i mean racing's racing man i mean if you like to be competitive and you enjoy the competitive side of things over here on the iRacing platform it's she might see it as just me going in circles but to me it's just like okay i need i need to win this race you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah with uh all that being said, I mean, I, I enjoyed that the time that I've spent over in the Nitro Discord. I mean, if you guys haven't checked out Nitro yet, I definitely would recommend it because it's the, the community itself Russ has built over there is it's I've never experienced something like that. And honestly, every race that you go in, you have someone in a voice channel that you're there to shoot the shit with or just learn from each other in a way. So, yep. That, that's what's awesome, and I, I applaud you for that. You know, more just the, the community in general, and sometimes not even about Iris, and, you know, half the time, you know, people are on here just hanging out or on break um, or even playing another game. Yeah, I, I'm guilty for that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, with that being said, the the whole Nitro side of things kind of kind of tell us what, Nitro is all about and kind of your journey uh, starting the whole company and the whole community and helping other people out when it comes to setups for all the cars and all the setups you supply. Well, okay, I'll try to do the, the long and short version of it. We want the long so, version. <laughs> um, so when I got back into iRacing, you know, like I said, I, I knew if I wanted to get back into it, I, I really wanted to do it. So. The, you know, full investment, getting everything set up, you know, really nice rig and triple monitors. And, you know, from there, just I really got into it, was doing pretty good with things, uh, very much enjoyed the uh, the building aspect to it, honestly, just as much, if not more than the racing sometimes. And, uh, you know, just over time, I started to meet some people here and there and eventually met a gentleman by the name of James Babb, Mr. Jimmy, and, you know, that's really where I, I think it kind of began. They eventually invited me over to a, a TeamSpeak channel they had, and that just opened my eyes to a whole new world. Um, and that there is a group of, you know, 
10 or 12 of them. And it was just a hangout group. Uh, they all raced and hung out. And then, and, you know, these, these guys were on faithfully every night. It's like what they did. They got home from work. They either go on there and just hang out and shoot the breeze or they're on there racing. Um, and from there, I met all kinds of people throughout uh, iRacing. Uh, these guys had, had been on iRacing forever. Um, some of them had actually been friends for, you know, 10, 12, 14 years from racing you know, on, on PlayStation and, and beyond. And they've all become very good friends in real life. And it's crazy. So yeah, from there, um, just met more people, learned more about builds and the ins and outs. And, you know, those guys, they, they really took me in. Um, we call that group, the OG group. And, you know, eventually the, you know, doing some type of setup shop kept kind of popping up and, I happened to be in a situation that I potentially had the time to do so. You know, there was some shops out at the time that, you know, I could see what, what people were doing. And I, I thought I had some, some ideas and approaches that, that I could bring to it that would benefit the community. And that's what I did, you know, just based on what I, what I wanted to do. I don't really care, you know, what the other shops are doing or I, I just wanted my version and, just do it my way and not and not care and pay attention to you know people saying this or or whatnot and it's essentially led up to this and just meeting people along the way you know matt cocker who will hopefully be on one of these in the future you know met him and and raced with him a ton uh we became friends and and he ended up coming over here helping building and then dan same thing that was those are kind of like two big stepping stones of, of people that I've met who've, you know, I've become very close to and, and are just a huge part of things. The outside of the actual setup part and my kind of vision of things and what I want to do, I've, you know, through all the years of business, you know, I've, I've always been managing, you know, lots of employees coming in, you know, green, teaching them from scratch. And I've just always enjoyed doing that and just kind of wanted to take that approach and you know let nitro kind of be a a bigger version of me and and stay true to it and that's kind of led to it being that you know a community first type of atmosphere and yeah and, and here we are yeah it's awesome because i see almost every day or maybe every other day it depends on kind of what's going on i see a new person joining every day and it's it seems like the whole community is starting to realize that it's not really i mean it is a setup shop but it's also a community as well where people can come and and talk to one another learn from each other and yeah i mean that i mean what i feel like that's what a lot of people are missing in the racing aspect of things is that it's not it doesn't just have to be you sitting in your room by yourself and not talking to anyone you can actually be in this community and talk with these people that are actually in your races and it's 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 grown so much and i applaud you again for that that there's people almost chatting the whole day and in the races that you're in so if i could recommend everything at least give it a shot over here yeah you know there's there's constantly people it's funny you know that are are from different teams and setup shops and you know, I've just always had that approach, like, you know, yeah, we, we do our, our own stuff outside of, but like, 
you know, if we were friends before, should be friends and, and hanging out like there's there's no reason for that to get separated. And, you, you know, you kind of see a lot of that uh, throughout places. Yeah. And another thing, too, that I realized is that I know we've had a few private conversation, but the one thing that really, really opens my eyes that ever since I've been over here, I mean, I've been here for a while now. I wouldn't say that I'm like crazy like known here but uh is that you there's there's no like hate or like disagreements between everyone there's disagreements but usually it's jokingly and it people sleep and wake up the next day and forget about it and that's awesome yep you know i think i think that just part of it is you know we just constantly push the the environment first of it of just having fun and hanging out you know that's that's the point of it that's what we all hop on here to do you know that's yes there's a work aspect for me and this but the 99.9 percent of everyone else this is their enjoyment time they've been working they do that they, they get on here this is this is their fun time they're not coming you know they shouldn't feel like work or pressure or frustration as frustrating as racist can be sometimes uh you know that's that's not what this is all about you know this is this is what we do for our fun time in a way there's only probably about 40 drivers in the nascar aspect that are on iRacing that you call this maybe a career where the rest of us it's it's a hobby and i think i think some people sometimes get that mixed up but that's the thing is that you got to throw everything in the back seat and just forget about it sometimes and realize yep. that tomorrow's a new day. So uh, viewers might be uh, wondering really what, what we're talking about when we are talking about uh, setup shops. Basically what, what you can do over on iRacing is you can adjust your car, not completely to how a, how a NASCAR would be adjusted in real life, but it's it's pretty close, and I mean, obviously you're not in a race car, and you don't have the G forces and stuff. I mean, it's basically feel, and how how the car's handling. Where's the where's the speed at? Where where can I gain speed? And Russ kind of narrows that down with a few things that he uses for setting up, and that's a few, another private conversation we've had is that we were possibly gonna meet in the future about. Maybe me learning a little bit more on that side of things and uh, being able to know what the adjustments really do because I'm not a mechanic. I have no race racing background other than on this video game. <laughs> so like, it's hard for me to relate, you know, in a way. Yeah, no, it's, um. so it's funny, but when I, uh, back to when I, you know, first tried iRacing back in you know, 2012, you know, obviously there was no setup shops. There was very little communication. There was race room chat and stuff, but you were just going in blind, like setting up the car. And I mean, it was literally just off a of feel. So to come back and started seeing some of the setup shops and I'm like, well, you can buy a set. Like, you kidding me? Um, and not even for me, I had, I had from day one was interested in building. I mean, I, I enjoy building like people enjoy fishing or reading a book, like any type of that hobby. You know, if, if you don't enjoy building like that, you're 
probably not going to get that into it because you're just going to want to pull your hair out. You, it's something you got to enjoy. And, you know, being able to actually, you know, the possibility to you know, get something and see, like, was I way off? Is everyone running tire pressures all the way up? Or, you know, what what are the glitch? You know, stuff like that. It was, it was crazy that to me that that stuff was all of a sudden available. And then communities and people to talk to, you know, originally TeamSpeak and then Discord. It just what an experience change from when I had first, you know, tried things out. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe in the future we could kind of do maybe an educational episode on just a simplified uh, rundown of what each adjustment does to a car for those people that don't really understand everything. And I'm in that boat. So, I mean, I'd definitely be interested in learning if you have time to do that. And I'm guessing you probably have a few other resources that could come in and chime in about those things as well. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I have one last question kind of on this topic before we, before we move on to some other things we got planned and scheduled for this. In, in the general scheme of things, how long would, it, would you say it took you to learn all the ins and outs of the, the car adjustments and the setups and the building? Uh, that's, that, that's a really hard question to answer because it's almost endless with the exception of some core things. It, it's, you know, it's just this never ending. You feel like you're learning something new every week. That's, that's what I thought you were going to answer, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the general, uh, you know, it all, it all depends on how much time you put in and how, how quickly you, you pick it up and how you go about it. You know, if, if you got some help, you know, with someone who really knows what they're doing and you actually, you know, were able to get some direct training, you know, you could learn a good amount of core stuff over, you know, a couple of, you know, few hour sessions or something just to start to understand some of the physics things you're looking for, um, arrow wise, understanding, you know, how to set a splitter and, you know, just, just some of the real core basic things you're trying to get the, you know, chassis to do mechanically and what you're looking for aerodynamically. Yeah. So, so I'm a, I'm a note guy. I'm not really a very good listener, so I feel like sitting down with you one day and just literally transcribing what you say so I can just listen to it over and over again would be the best best option for myself. Dan, Dan, did you fall asleep over there? No, I'm still here. All right, Dan. We, we don't want you we falling asleep anymore. We can get tagged anymore. in. Yeah, so uh, we didn't forget about you. Everyone, this is Mr. Dan Shamoon had the pleasure of knowing him ever since I joined over here. We probably didn't connect until recently. I mean, we've obviously been in the same chats and stuff, but uh, obviously I've definitely made an impression of me on the track and also just being the quick guy out there on the track. Can you give us a little, a little background on yourself? Yeah. Um, well, like my work life and what I do for a living, I'm actually a sales guy and I actually, in, you know, I'm in med de- device sales. So it takes up a lot of my time. But uh, other than that, like, you know, my hobbies, I've always been into gaming my whole life and I'm kind of a competitive junkie. So whatever I'm doing, like, I want to be competitive in. So I, 
you know, I played like competitive Counter Strike when it first started a long time ago, and always been into shooters and stuff like that, and played sports all my whole life too. And so, like rugby, football, ran track, and just always been a competitive junkie. And then uh, there's there was always something like deep down inside, like I've always enjoyed racing. I used to love watching NASCAR, and then it kind of fell by the wayside, like. Honestly, like right around the time Dale Earnhardt died, I just kind of lost interest because he was like my favorite driver. But anyway, always been into racing like, uh, and wanted to get into it, but it was just so much money. I didn't feel like I wanted to fork over that much money to do it. But I had a couple opportunities to do some real racing, uh, like some 24-hour races with the Lemon Series where you have a $500 junker that you try to make last 24 hours. So I did that with a bunch of guys, and it was a blast. I loved it. And, and I was actually kind of flirting with doing Specky 30 racing and so anyway was trying to like look for avenues to get better at road racing and uh, i stumbled upon iRacing like right around covid time so you know i got on the service to do road racing that was that was what i was going to do and then i don't know one day i was like oh what's this arca series at homestead (laughs) it's like oh try it out and i just like fell in love like as soon, as soon as I was done with the race, I was like, holy crap, I want to do another one. And it just became kind of, it just turned into a passion, right? And so, yeah, that's that's my background. Yeah, I feel like everyone, when I ask that, ask that question of, like, where did you get that passion for racing? And I feel like I always get the same answer, and it's, I love being competitive. And that, I'm, I'm the same way, it's like, it's just a place where I can come and show my competitive side of things, although I'm not the greatest, but I am improving. And to hear that you started just just when COVID came around, it's pretty incredible to see to see where you're at right now. What is your I rating right now? Uh, I'm at 6,400, give or take a race. Wow. Floating around that. Yeah, so for those of you that aren't aware of the I rating is the ranking system over on I racing. So there's a safety rating and an I rating. Basically, your I rating is your skill level compared to everyone else on the service. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. And your safety rating is basically just how clean you keep the car. If you're getting into other cars, if you're going off track, etc. I, th- I think there's a, maybe a few other things that I didn't list there, but the 6400 is. I don't know. You guys might be able to check in discord what that percentile is for people on the server that run oval i mean that's a pretty thin margin up there that people are that high not off the top of my head but it's yeah i always felt like like when you're above the 6k mark it you're in a you know you're in a different like you you stepped it up right yeah. Same with like the 7K mark, you know, the 7K guys that are at a different level, right? Okay. I rating isn't always perfect. You know, a classic example is like Matt, you know, he's way better than I am. His I rating is not as good as mine, but it, there are other reasons for that. But yeah, I mean, there are some people that are way better that are lower I rating. So it's not just the, it's not the end all be all, but 
it, it is a good indicator of your overall skill level and and capability. Yeah, and a, a lot of it comes down to time too. I feel like uh, because you get to that point where you're only gaining maybe ten to thirty I rating compared to when you were a four K when you were able to be the number ten car in a race. Ten car, as in you're the tenth highest I rating in that lobby. Where if you won that race, you'd probably gain maybe seventy, ninety, depending on the average I rating in that lobby that you're in. So I mean, I I'm at the four, almost at the four K mark. I've touched it and uh, fell back a little bit, but I'm even noticing it right now. It's like okay, I can go get a top five, and I'm only gaining thirty to forty I rating when I'm the 11 car. And I know that comes down to uh, the strength of field and how, how good the I ratings are of the other competitors. But it's just like, okay, well, that just means I need to race more, obviously, and do better. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, it's just a matter of, like, just getting better, you know. It, I feel like I rating it's it's great you know you definitely want to build it up especially if like you're trying to go for road to pro but like if you just just run and you're getting better your i rating will typically re reflect that because there's a lot of skill sets that you need to acquire in order to get that i rating and a little bit of luck right so and luck being you know you could have a run of wrecks you know people are wrecking you or you're wrecking you know there's there's a skill set in regards to wreck avoidance knowing when to pass when not to pass when somebody you know is new to the uh, sim you give them a little bit more room so there's that like you know awareness on track and then there's just sheer you know learning how to save tire or run hard and not burn off your tire it's just like a fine line so yep i actually kind of had uh, conversation with Matt last night and we referenced Matt earlier in the episode we were racing and I was kind of talking about how I was good where I am and I talked to Russ too earlier I'm comfortable with finishing where I where I am in this race like I don't want to win this race I just want to keep the car clean and put myself in the best opportunity for the best outcome and Matt's like me and you got two different mentalities uh, when it comes to racing if I'm going to join a race I'm going to try my best to win it. And I'm like, yeah, I joined those races where there's like a few 7K guys and then you got your 6Ks and your 5Ks and you're like the 31 car and you just got to know that you're going to need some luck here to win this one. And those are the kind of races I like to manage a little bit where it's, okay, save the tire a little yeah. bit and eliminate the losses and stuff that's what you should be doing right now though that's yeah. you know yeah and where matt's at yeah he's saying he, he's in that frame of mind because that's where he's at he, yep. he goes in there isn't really a an over room he goes into that he doesn't feel like he has a chance at, at winning yeah 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 and I, i'm i'm the same way too like for, you know when i when i join a race i'm i'm trying to win it right and i would say like this time last year like I would get so upset if I wasn't like, actually it was a little bit longer than that, but I get really upset or I just burn everything to the ground just to try to win. Right. And it was like, I find myself getting in wrecks, putting myself in weird situations. And I forget who told me this, but like ever since I heard this, 
it's sort of actually made me more consistent. But like, if you put yourself in the top five, you're giving yourself a chance to win every time. So that's like my goal, right? So I want to be in the top five. If I'm not, then, then I totally missed. Like I'm not happy. And if I win, great. I'm obviously trying to win the race. Uh, I go into it wanting to win it and definitely trying to, but it's like a little, it's like a little bit more toned down for, for my perspective, because, you know, it was kind of hurting me. So like, I always felt like, or now I feel like, okay, if I can hang around in the top five, anything can happen. Like I could, you know, if I'm close enough, things can happen. So it's kind of, kind of high shifted everything. I actually saw an increase in my rating and more consistent finishes. I actually am finishing more races than I ever have. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that, I'm still in that like learning, learning phase where it's like, okay, I'd rather follow this guy who's been faster than me in the last few races, maybe learn something from him because I, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like I just can't get any better and you plateau in a way, but yeah, I mean it, I mean a lot of it can come down to natural talent and a lot of it can come down to seat time and uh, me having a full-time job, also having a wife and stuff. So, I mean, priorities aren't always racing, you know? Oh yeah. You know, everyone plateaus, man. Like I, I think everybody you talk to plateaus at some point. It's it's what you do with it oh, that matters. It's yeah. like, you know, do you accept it? Or do you just, you know, considering the fact that you have all these other responsibilities, are you still trying to do all the right things to get past that plateau? And so yep. so yeah, I mean, everyone goes through it. Like I'm sort of at a plateau somewhat, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then all of a sudden you hit like, yeah, you know, right now Jay, you're talking about, you know, the, that the 4K mark. We've all been there. Like, oh man, trying to get to 4K, and then then all of a sudden you're there, and it ain't an issue staying there. And you, you know, start getting mid fours and near five. Like, you know, it if you just go out and run normal races and you aren't doing anything crazy or throwing eye rating away, you know, your your eye rating is going to end up roughly where it should be you're gonna have you know tracks or weeks that make it go down or really boost you up but ultimately you end up kind of where you should be do you would you say that there's a certain point where it comes down to just straight natural talent oh yeah i mean of course like anything else there are people going to be more gifted than others like yeah for instance matt like i don't half the stuff he does i have no idea how he's doing it you know and he's a classic example of that there's a lot of people out there and that's something that you you know again like a lot of people have just natural talent and some people develop the talent i think you can get to the top doing having both right but at the end of the day if you if you do have aspirations to like compete at the highest level everyone's working hard everyone's put in the time to to get there so whether it's running laps working on sets practicing their pit stops you name it like a lot of times that you know i would say the majority the overwhelming majority of people don't practice their pit stops and if they did they would they would improve significantly yep i yeah that was not i was always good enough to not screw up and i you know matt was the one that just i got sick of it like it just 
he is just make up so much time when you pit. You know, people definitely miss on the seconds. I mean, you take someone who's not very good at pitting, and then he put Matt's time. I mean, he can he make six seconds up on someone. Like it's insane from how hard you can actually push it to if you dilly dally. When I first joined the service, I was in a racing league, and that that's something I kind of picked up on right away. Is that the the pit stop timing, you can be fast for one stint, but if you mess up a pit stop, I mean, that stint goes down yeah. the drain. Yep. So we've kind of reached the midpoint of this uh, podcast, and I'd like to turn directions into an event that's going to take place here in, I'd say, I think it's 20 days, maybe 21. It's the road to pro on iRacing. I can't believe it's already here. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You just gave me anxiety. And, like, the Contender Series, I felt like, just got over. Basically, what uh, Road to Pro is, or RTP, we might reference it later on in the podcast. It's, it's just the competitive side of the iRacing stuff on Oval for the NASCAR uh, Series. They take the, I believe it's the top 70 drivers after a round of, like, eight, eight, eight races that take place on Wednesdays. And I believe they're... Uh, are they half, half the length of uh, real races? Um, I don't know on that, and uh, the races are on Thursdays. Wow, unless I, they change it this year. I am, I am so off it. See, this is my first season. I'm gonna try and do this. I don't oh, think I'm. Once you go through one one round of it, you'll remember everything about it. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't exp- I don't have any expectations going into it. I'm just yeah, doing so it for it's, fun. It's eight see. races every other week. So it's 16 weeks with eight races. Okay. And then basically what happens is they're, they're open setups. So when I refer to open setups, is that means that cars can be set up all over the board uh, with different adjustments in them. And there's another genre of things that's called fixed over here on iRacing. And that's basically where everyone's in the same exact car only things you can change is kind of your steering offset brake bias and a few other things but i'm not really over on that end of things i started out over there and i realized that this is where it's at and it's a lot more fun when you race the open setups is because it just diversifies speaking from experience is that i about two months ago was only racing fixed setups and then found out about nitro through i think i believe it was just you guys and your paint schemes and you guys just always being fast decided to purchase a setup realized uh on the website or you guys just facebook that you guys had a discord community and mostly every uh shop has their own discord and place to communicate things joined over here and i was humbled by by everyone and just how everyone got along and i was at about 2.2k Maybe it was 2.5, and like I said earlier, I'm almost a 4K, and I feel like that's just what I was missing. So definitely check out Nitro, guys, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) No, Um, it definitely shortens the road when you get to work with people, and they get to help you avoid all the mistakes they made, and man, it shortens the road. So... We'll get back to the subject of RTP or Road to Pro. What what are your guys' expectations? What are you, What's kind of your agenda for running uh, this iRacing series? So for me, I have a, you know, there's a, there's a few different parts of it for me. You know, I will personally run in it. 
my expectations of making it to a certain point are realistic. I kind of know where I stand in the community pretty well, but I still enjoy it very much. And, you know, getting through round one would would be a, a huge accomplishment for me. Outside of me personally, there's a, you know, a group of us in Nitro that, you know, we've been working together for a while. And, you know, that's where the meat and potatoes of it all really goes down. And we put in a ton of time. Uh, we've all had a, a go at it, some of us more than once. And, you know, I really think, you know, my hopes are high for, for Dan and Matt this year to, you know, make it do better than they did last time. You know, it's, that's really all you can ask for. Obviously, for, for either of them to make it to Coke would be freaking huge. But, you know, you can't look that far ahead. You can't get anywhere until you get past round one. So that's where you start. Last year, uh, Matt got into the second round. And, you know, I got to stay working really closely with him through all of that. So I really got to soak up that environment. And that was humbling. You know, everyone, that, that first round, everyone's so pumped up for that. And, you know, like, you make it through that round and, like, that's it. And then you see the guys, that top 70 that make it, those drivers, woo. It's just like every alien driver you've seen on the track all, all together. Like, wow. It kind of, you know, puts you in your place. Like, and this this isn't even the Coke drivers. Like, they're, they're still going to get broken up and then split up from there. It is mind-boggling how competitive it is. But, you know, as far as that goes in, in, our, in our, you know, in-house group, that's, you know, to me just, and you know, making it further than, than they did the, the last time, I think, is, is really where we need to start. And, you know, obviously taking everything we learned uh, from last year, and most of us all did it together. So it's not just doing it again. We're doing it with the same group. You know, we know where we made mistakes. We know where to focus resources and time uh, a little bit better this time around. I feel the same way. Definitely would like to improve upon last year. So I didn't make it to the top 70. Like to get in there this year. I think I could do it. You know, so I'm hoping that this year works out. You know, I think Matt is there. Like, he, he, he can compete at the highest level. And, you know, uh, really, as I, I think he, you know, would love to get him into the Contender Series. And I think he can do it. And that's partly why I've been putting a lot of, a lot of time in the B car as well. Just to, you know, get, get that... Get that up to speed too, because it w it would suck if we ended up getting there and we lacked on our B car knowledge, and then we just fizzle out, you know. So yeah, would like to see that. And in really, in all honesty, I just want to see somebody from Nitro make it big. You know, I want people to know, like, if if they're having a hard time out there with a team and things aren't going well. We have what it takes here, man. We just need to get a couple of more people involved in it. So we're competing in house and we could be, we could be something to reckon with. And we put in a lot of time and effort. We support each other and would love nothing better even to help uh, like build for somebody who ends up making it big. You know, I think that would be cool too. Yeah. So. We got a good group for that too. I think that's a, a good point. Like I think you know, one big thing we have and how we go about it. Cause I know for me personally, like, you know, like I said, I don't even have a desire, let alone, I know I'm just not of that caliber driver to go to Coke series, but to learn anything I can 
to help people get there is ultimately my goal because I plan on doing this for a long time. And I, I just think, you know, eventually the time is going to come. I'm just going to soak up and learn everything I can to, to pass on and, and help make that happen. That said, there's a lot of that in our, our core group doing this. So there's, there's just not much of any selfishness in this. There's a lot of people that want to just help people. It's not, yeah. you know, just this dude and he's here because it's for him and I got to make it through. Like it's a group of support. Yeah. It's, there's it's like awesome. going around everywhere. Everyone's willing to share stuff. And oh, we got guys making sure they schedule like work schedule because <laughs> they promised someone that they would be their spotter for those races and they won't miss any of them. Like, I mean, out of their own time, out of their own personal lives, just to help, you know, you know, a lot of that stuff going on. Yeah. And that's, that's the cool thing about the setup shop side of things that you can come over here and purchase setups. And those people that don't have that time to building a setup, for instance, uh, they have a place where they can buy a competitive setup and also get some input over here. Well, at least that's how it is over here in the nitro communities that you can get some input. I always find myself literally asking you every race that I haven't raced a set on. Is there anything I should expect or how, how should this feel? What, what, how is this different from the other one and so on, et cetera. So that, that, that's really the main thing too about over here is that, I mean, you get that input and you're also constantly learning and you're on the track with those people and you realize what they're doing and what you're doing and you can compare and contrast both of those uh i mean both of those races or you could for instance think of it as a run in a way but yeah. i mean you say that you you enjoy the the learning side of things and i mean just think about this i mean i, I believe the discord count is all the way almost at four, 400 people inside of this discord community i mean there could be just a person out there that it's just working with themselves in a way i know it's not this way but in a way you're learning from 400 other people compared to that one person yeah and i mean and and that number too i always get a kick out of certain numbers on discords i, I think the bigger part of it is is not how many members are on are on there but i mean there's probably upwards of a hundred plus that are on regularly throughout the week. Like that's that's the big part is the activity of it and people always on. So when I remember when Dan and I, you know, we first started chatting a little bit and you know, I'd hopped in his Discord here and there and then he just kept popping over and be like, dude, like there's nobody's Discord is like this. Like every time I look over, there's just it looks like there's a league race going on. Like it's just <laughs> nonstop. What what is going on? It's, I mean, it's something special to be honest with you because, I mean, beforehand I had been shopping around, buying setups from all sorts of different setup shops, and I never seen like twenty people or even more than twenty at some point of people being in a Discord voice channel talking to each other. That's that's awesome, and yeah. I mean, that's the comes back to the passion thing too. Is it's like okay, you can relate to these guys as well. Right. We all at least have one thing in common. <laughs> we all wish we could be race car drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I would honestly, if I could go run even a lap or two in any car on a dirt track, that would literally make my life. That would be so much fun to me. And I just haven't had that opportunity yet. So if you guys well, know at least anyone, let me know. know. <laughs> if you are going to meet anyone, you know, at least you actually have that opportunity now. You're around, you know, because, you know, like half the people on here actually race or are part of some type of real race team. And you hear about stuff all the time. People get an opportunity to do something or meet at the track or introduce to this person for that. It's all about, you know, just connecting. I mean, we could pretty much end this podcast here. Uh, I I believe that uh, A Open's probably about to open for you guys. So uh, I'm guessing okay. you guys are a little antsy for that to get that competitive side of you going again. But uh, I appreciate yeah. you guys coming out and taking your time out of your day to come talk some iRacing and letting us kind of know your plans with Go to Pro. And I really do appreciate it all over on the community side of things too. And the warm welcoming you guys gave me. It was- I mean, at this point, the community is is what drives the community. It's there, you know, the, the community gets the credit for where it's at now at this point. Yeah. And I feel like there's a good uh, word of mouth going on as well with it. I mean, you see people from other teams joining here just to come shoot the shit because we've been racing with each other for so, I mean, yeah, been racing yeah. with each other so many times, so. No, it, it's crazy. The relationships, I mean, I've, I, I tell people about it and, and the relationships I have. And I mean, you, you never would think of that normally of people that you gamed with and met here and there. I mean, like I have some very real close friends like that I would be if I was heading out to that side of the country or wherever, like, hey, we're, we're going to meet up. I mean, it's Let's go grab a crazy. beer. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you guys want to add or maybe give a shout out to a few of the guys over there? Because uh, I'm guessing they'll probably be tuning in and giving this a little listen. No. We just sit down and just go <laughs> through all the names. No, I just, yeah, just thanks to everyone um, who's helped along the way or given opportunities, you know, to me or introduced. Just thank you to everyone. <laughs>